0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Album Hour. My name is Evan. I am still Anthony. All right. Just making sure. (laughs) Someday it'll be different, maybe. Uh, Maybe. Who knows? Uh, But uh, welcome back to the Album Hour. This is a weekly podcast where we listen to an album and we talk about it the music, the history, and the parts we liked, and maybe the parts we didn't like. (laughs) This week's album was my choice in our alternating uh rotation of album choices right uh this week we did talking heads remain in light I, yeah i
1: okay first of all Ooh, before, that doesn't but, sound good already hang on hang on i just i just kind of want to know where did did you how did you come across choosing this album first okay. of all i want to know that i on
0: reddit this is a long story. <laughs> if, we're, if any story ever starts with on Reddit, you know it's going to be a mess. <laughs> I was trying to find new music, and I oh, found this okay. thing. I found this picture that somebody made. I think he's like a college professor or something, and it was called the Post Punk Flowchart. And it was uh, like, if you start with this album, but you want it to be darker, you go to this way. Or you want oh, it to be like... that's kind of cool. Yeah, or you want it to be like... Faster, you go this way And it's really interesting Because it starts with It doesn't start with like the beginning of Like, t- like post-punk era It doesn't start at the time It starts with um, Joy Division
1: Yeah. Okay. It starts
0: with Joy Division Which I guess is like their neutral
1: Yeah, Joy Division's weird
0: Yeah, it starts with uh, with Joy Division um, And then it kind of branches off It goes into like Devo And it goes into, like, New Wave, but then it also goes into, like, the Minutemen. Oh, And then it goes into, like, war punky stuff, and, like, the Smiths are on it.
1: Damn, it, like, hits that whole 80s New Wave Mm -hmm. bubble, man. Okay, I gotta check that out. So,
0: I'll send that to you after. But when I was kind of listening to all these things, this was one of the ones on it. And that's kind of how I even know it exists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... So the talking heads. Um I'm glad you asked that to start. That's actually. Yeah, because I was like,
1: where in the world did you get the idea for this one? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll get into it. It is a it is kind of a big one. Yeah, it's it stands out mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So the talking heads are a new wave ish post punky Yeah. Alternative rock band, right? Started in the late '70s. Uh, officially formed 1975. Broke up 1991.
1: Yeah, because didn't like one of them die or something. Or am oh. I totally thinking of the wrong band? I'm probably thinking of the wrong band. But I don't that, think so. That's okay. I don't think so. I mean, it could be possible. <laughs>
0: um, I know at one point David Byrne, who is the vocalist, yeah, left. Yeah. Okay. All right. He left, and then the other members of the band were still like playing music, but instead of the Talking Heads, they were just called the Heads, <laughs> which is like kind of funny, but they probably should have
1: just stopped. Yeah. They I don't know. Have just called it there.
0: Yeah. Or like do a uh, pull a, a Rage Against the Machine and do like a Audio Slave type deal. Yeah. Where you're just like a do, different band now. Do something else. Right. Uh the Talking Heads. I almost said Audio Slave first. <laughs> We're not talking about Audio Slave today. We're no, talking no, not, about the not Talking today. Heads. Not today, maybe maybe next time. Maybe. <laughs> uh the Talking Heads are David Byrne on vocals and guitar, Chris France on drums, Tina Weymouth on bass and Jerry Harrison on guitar. At the time of the recording of Remain in Light um which released in 1980, so around 1980 Um, Tina Weymouth and Chris France, who are the bass player and the drummer, were married. Nice. So, they are married at the point of this, but they were not married (laughs) when the band formed, I guess. They were just, like, dating. I don't know. Fun fact. Um, Talking Heads uh, met in art school. (laughs) And you can kind of tell.
1: Yeah, man. You can really... Uh, they were from where? New York Okay I was going to say If they were from California They're absolutely from Berkeley <laughs> Right <laughs> They exactly. have those vibes for sure <laughs> Yeah Like hippie-ish Kind of arty Wow Yeah To, to the max mm-hmm. For sure
0: But This will make your head explode right? Oh god okay So They were art school students In New York And they were like Playing punk music Right. They had their first shows in 1975. They opened for the Ramones. No way. That is I, 100% true. No.
1: Yes. Are you kidding me? I am not. That has got to be the weirdest line of talking heads and then here's the Ramones. Right. That's kind of bizarre. Is It
0: is. And everyone, like, I was looking on the internet trying to figure out, like, okay, what am I, like, where is this in, <laughs> yeah. in, like, the realm of music? Everything is like, oh, yeah, Talking Heads were a punk band. And I'm like, huh?
1: No. I mean, like, at least this album. May- may- right. I- maybe earlier work. I-, I don't know. I really don't know much.
0: I listened to some of the earlier, like, yeah. their first album, which is called Talking Heads 77, which came out in 1977. <laughs> um, I listened to... Some of it And I listened to Psycho Killer Which is like Their big song From that album okay. Which you may know I think it was in like A rock band game or That
1: something. sounds familiar Yeah
0: Um It's not What I would call Like punk Yeah It's a little Too Like alternative rock It sounds like Super early alternative rock
1: Okay That's weird Yeah Well cause I guess Like alternative rock Didn't exist Yet and then they were like, "Oh, this is punk."
0: Yeah, I guess we'll we'll lump them in with like the punk dudes. Yeah,
1: they just default didn't have a place to put them. Yeah, but that's wow. Good, good for you for opening up for the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Damn. So
0: um, the '77 album had positive reviews. Mm-hmm. People liked it. Okay. Um, didn't d- take off, I guess, as much as. This one, did. <laughs> Remain in Light. Yeah. Um, Remain in Light is actually the fourth album. Damn, man. they're Busting out some albums. Right. Me, so here's what happened. 77 comes out. And they're, like, chilling. And then, I guess at some point, they met this guy named Brian Eno. <laughs> do you know Brian Eno? I
1: do not know who this Brian Eno is. Okay. Perfect.
0: Brian Eno is a ambient artist, like he makes like ambient music, like like chill, like like kind of kind of like
1: soundtracky, yeah, stuff.
0: Right, but he's very very famous for being a producer. Okay, he's produced like albums that we both know. Um, he produced the Devo album, uh, is it Are We Men? We Are Devo. Oh,
1: okay.
0: At, like, the same time as Remain in Light. He produced all of the U2 albums wow. that were in, like, the 80s and the early 90s. And I think, like, still, like, some of the recent ones. Huh. He produced Viva La Vida Dang,
1: for Coldplay. For Coldplay yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then the Coldplay albums that came after, um... So he does not mess around.
1: No, he's uh, got, some, got a good resume there.
0: Yeah, he s- was starting around this time, around okay. the late 70s, well mid 70s, late 70s. Yeah. Um, after the first album came out, the Talking Heads worked with Brian Eno for three albums in a row. So they had an album called More Songs About Buildings and Food, <laughs> which is a great title. I love, I love good album titles. They're so fun <laughs> um, More songs about buildings and food came out in 1978 The next one was called Fear of Music Came right. out in 1979 Nice And Remain like Light came out in 1980
1: Man, they were just pumping out albums mm-hmm. Every single year God damn, man
0: Right um, The impact of this album was pretty huge
1: I can imagine so. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, can I imagine so. (laughs) Um, I wish
0: that there was some. I think this happens a lot where looking back, everyone's like, this album is dope as heck. Yeah. But at the time, it was just kind of like. It wasn't meh. Because, like, everyone, like, critically, it was like amazing. Like, people, all the reviews were giving it like 10 out of 10, like, five stars. Like, a plus in magazine you know what i mean yeah because they had like magazine reviews
1: back then damn so this was highly praised when it came out yeah okay
0: but i don't think it did super well okay um it you know there's lots of other more popular albums yeah but looking back um there's a very famous rolling stone 500 albums list which is their top 500 albums of all time right this is on the list what number do you know? I do not know. Okay, but it's, but it's on there. It's on there. Um, okay. I'm sure it's, like, middle somewhere. Um, Psycho Killer, Life During Wartime, which is not a song that I don't know. It's not a song no, that I, I know. don't know that one. I don't know that one. And Once in a Lifetime, which we're going to talk about today. Yes. Are on the 500 Songs That Shaped Rock and Roll list. Okay. Uh, VH1... 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. They're number 100. Really? They're Yeah, they're on the 100 Greatest art- Artists of uh, All Time. Wow. According to VH1. And they're generally regarded as one of the best bands of the 80s.
1: That I can see.
0: Yeah, that I can see. Right. Uh, this album was sold about a million copies. Okay. About a million copies. Um, so... Let's get into the music a little bit. As usual, we are going to start with um, favorite songs. So, what are your favorite songs?
1: Uh, honestly, I I, I kind of sold out on this one. Mm-hmm. And Once in a Lifetime is probably my favorite song from this album. It Wow. This album... <laughs> this album, man, is... The funny thing was I listened to it once without looking at the lyrics Mm -hmm. because I I think the first episode we did of this, you were like, oh yeah, I looked at the lyrics and I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to do that one of the times I give this a full listen. But the first time I didn't. The first time I just kind of let it play and I was like, okay, this album is a vibe. There's definitely like some weird stuff going on. It was kind of out there. I was like, okay, nothing is, I don't know anything that's kind of sounded like this. Once in a lifetime, I know, because, uh, have you ever had a car with uh, satellite radio? Oh, it's, it's Sirius XM. Yeah, yeah, instead of, like, AM Okay, no. so we used to have this car. It was, like, a Buick, and it used to have satellite radio. And my parents always left it on the New Wave channel. And, you know, Once in a Lifetime would come on as one of the regular songs. For, you know, just, just 80s songs. That one would come on. So I know that one. Mm-hmm. And it was like a cool, fun, like, kind of kumbaya-ish song. At least I thought at first. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but th- I don't know. I think that one just kind of really stands out as far as being one of the more upbeat-sounding mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like it. The uh, th- I do have some others, like... Cross-eyed and painless, and the great curve are good because I like their grooves. Mm-hmm. They, this band knows how to groove. Yes, for sure. They can get funky, like no nobody's business. Mm-hmm. They're really good at that, and they kind of show off uh, a lot with those two songs. And so I like sort of the the I guess musicianship right. of those songs where they just like really kind of let loose. And kind of honestly kind of show off as a band right. how they can do that. And that was really cool. I, I did like that. But oh, yeah. man, some of these songs are just cryptic as fuck, man. Yes. So <laughs> I I could talk to you for
0: hours <laughs> about how much I love Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to it at some point. Um the first, there's, like, everything before Once in a Lifetime, and then there's everything
1: after. Yeah.
0: And, wow, are they different.
1: Boy, are they different. And, and it's really weird because we, this is the third episode we've done. To the other two albums that we listened to, we noticed a pattern of, like, the exciting first part, the kind of interesting, weird middle, and then the climax third part. This one is like first half, second half. Yeah. For sure. So they made some
0: very specific decisions (laughs) um, when they started recording this album, when they started writing songs. Um, I know that one of the things that they wanted to do specifically was they were like, okay, the band kind of had the reputation before this of being the David Byrne show, where it was like David Byrne was writing everything Oh, okay. And he was writing all the lyrics and all the songs. Is from what I understand. He was just the band. Yeah, it was just like David Byrne doing everything, and then everyone else would show up and play. Okay. They were like, no, 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 <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. Not, not today. Um, but that's why you get all these like super funky jams. Is because that's exactly what they're doing. They would play for like an hour, and then they would be like, okay, what's the song though? <laughs> so they would just have these like jams where they would just be playing and the like whatever they decided to do would be like based off of something that they played right so it was not always like we're consciously writing a song it was like oh let's okay. just make
1: a noise and whatever we like is the new song right okay I kind of like that
0: yeah, it's fun um some of my favorite songs oh, before we go into into that, um, they also were influenced by Fela Kuti. Who? Fela in Kuti the world? is a multi instrumentalist. Basically, like the pioneer of Afrobeat. Okay. Yes.
1: Ah, okay. I thought that was going to come into play because, yeah, there was a lot of sort of tribal, kind of African influence. So much African influence, especially in the first half. Um,.
0: I should have been a little bit more organized on this, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Cross-Eyed and Painless. I actually, like, honestly, the first f- four songs are, like, great. I also love The Listening Wind.
1: Uh, okay. But
0: I, that song kind of makes me sad a little bit. Yeah,
1: okay. So I'm going to tell you a story about that song. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I was listening to it the second time all the way uh-huh. through, with the lyrics. Uh-huh. This is Listening Wind is the seventh song on this right. album. By then, I was like in a deep depression for sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my god. And then Listening Wind comes on. And then, for, I guess, for people who have listened to it or haven't paid attention or for who have never listened to it, it tells a story of a foreign terrorist who carries out a bombing of an American colonist right yeah some deep and heavy shit and the thing was i like the vibe of the song i like kind of basically the music of the song right but when i actually paid attention to the lyrics i was like god this song is fucked up and and <laughs> oh man and, and like by the end i was just like I, I was like ready to like crawl up in a ball, dude. I yeah, was like, I was it like, it makes you sad. It's like, God, I am like forever sad right now. Right, and God, because like, oh man, <laughs> that was like some heavy, heavy
0: stuff. Yeah, and I don't know who who did this, but they put all of the like slower down-tempo songs back to back to
1: back to back yeah which is the second half of the right,
0: album right and so the first half of the album starts with born under punches yeah okay or the heat goes on they're killing these background vocals yes
1: they do an goes ama-
0: on, and the heat goes on yeah oh, so good
1: yeah the the cool thing that i did like about the beginning of the album was like you kind of you knew where I, at least the first half was going, <laughs> right. because it was like this was a song that also grooved again. But then like those vocals, those background vocals are like kind of creepy. Mm. They're like kind of I, I don't know. They remind me like of, of like a I don't know ghost townish kind of ooh you know spooky kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a that's a weird way to start your album. Um, all right, you know this. Might be getting me geared up for what I'm going to listen to. And then, you know, of course, the next three songs come on. Right. Which are groovy. Yeah. Kind of following that. And then just the second half is like, whoa. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know,
0: what's funny is if you listen to some of these lyrics, like, on the other songs, the lyrics are kind of similar. The lyrics are like, like, especially on... um, the the born under punches the first one
1: and yeah. actually um, once in a lifetime, yeah.
0: The well born you know take a look at these hands and you're like oh my god he's losing his mind yeah like on the first song yeah. we're going crazy.
1: I yeah it was well for for me it was more of uh, I think cr- cross eyed and painless and mm-hmm. sort of once in a lifetime kind of kind of shared a little bit of a theme because in when I was listening to it it was like they were both kind of. About this weird identity crisis. Right. M- more more cross-eyed and painless, but once in a lifetime in a way where, like, the American dream kind of maybe is too much of a dream. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, uh, yeah, I have this... Some... Yeah, he's like, I got this wife, I got a car, and I got a house, but I'm not happy. So, right. Yeah, and it was just like, man, that's kind of sad. A <laughs> like, Because I'm like, man, I, you know... In sort of my opinion, I was like really kind of the opposite. Where it's just like, when I have those things, it'd be great. Right. And you I'm would like, think. Yeah, you, one would think, but then this song comes around and then it this song makes you doubt that. And I was, after listening to it, I was like, oh God, am I going through a midlife crisis before a midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah, right. And you're having these weird like
0: like th- thoughts where you're trying to figure out what he's saying. And at the same time, every time you pick out another line, you're like, "Oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's not not good." Um, but the, like the songs are like happy, like the yeah, tune, the tunes it, are happy, like
1: "Once in a Lifetime." It's like, eh, you know, and mm-hmm. the the main you know hook comes on. It's like same as it ever was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like sort of this. There's a lot of lines in that song where like you could sing along to it. And mm-hmm. and again, I I remember having satellite radio this song coming on the radio and it was just like okay this is another hit song of the 80s that got a lot of airtime but in the background it's like man this song is kind of depressing yeah even though it sounds really fun yeah
0: um so while we are on the topic of it let's just get into it um once in a lifetime or uh yeah once in a lifetime um it's one of my favorite songs ever, okay? It's so good. I love this song so much. Um, there's so many, like, weird things going on. there. Th- this started, again, from a jam, okay? Like, they were just jamming. Yeah. If you are listening to the deluxe version. Okay, the one
1: with, like, the four extra with, tracks. With the extra it.
0: tracks on okay. it. Okay. Okay. There's a track called Right Start right start is like the unfinished version of once in a lifetime really yeah
1: because yeah that was the thing too i don't think uh in the beginning we specified which version we were doing so i think when i listened to it the first time through, i listened to the additional right so so if you hear if you're listening to right start there's like
0: almost the exact baseline and there's the like guitar that's like yeah, he's doing that like
1: sparkly happy stuff yeah
0: it's like sparkly <laughs> and happy so right start if you are really gonna get into it that's a um it's an unfinished song it's like a bonus track um and i don't love the idea of bonus tracks i don't i, either. I think bonus tracks are kind of dumb because if you want me to listen to the song... Just put it on the album. Right, exactly. <laughs> put it
1: on the first release of the right? album.
0: Or if it's a bonus track, probably means you don't want me to hear it. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Or, I mean, if you really do want it on an album, just put on the next one. Right. Just put yeah. on the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish the song.
0: <laughs> um, but I guess they did finish the song and it turned into Once in a Lifetime. <laughs> so once, it, once in a Lifetime happened because um, they were in this jam and the drummer... Was yelling something at the bass player, <laughs> and the bass player thought that what was being yelled at them was that baseline.
1: Okay. Ba-dum-brum-brum-brum. He was trying to yell he the was, bass line.
0: Yes. Uh, okay. And then apparently after she like started playing that, he was like,
1: "That's it. That's, like, the, that's song. the song." <laughs> yeah.
0: So the song is is a little bit. Um, when you first listen to it, it's like hard to figure out what is actually happening because th- David Bird's vocals are apparently also like this song was impossible to write lyrics to, which I think is why he's doing this like talking thing.
1: Oh my god, the talking. Dude. Yeah, he, he doesn't really sing ever. He, no, I, I, I figured out how the lyrics go. It's that he does this talking shit. And then the background vocals, like you right. were saying, the background vocals carry
0: so much of the music. Yeah,
1: and I don't think I ever have either heard slash paid attention to an album that does that, where yeah. the the lead vocalist doesn't really sing. Yeah, he just so, talks, and then everyone else does the singing. Right,
0: and it's it's so it's I guess he's taking inspiration from like preachers on TV.
1: Yeah, um, I did I did hear about that. How, right uh especially the the, the repeating line mm-hmm. that he does yeah, same as it ever was yeah, yeah over and over again it's like or and uh, you may ask yourself yeah, yeah 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 how he does that over and over right. again and, and that, it's that's like
0: preachy it's it's super preachy and it's a guy going through like like an out-of-body experience where he's like I don't deserve all these nice things that I have <laughs> you know or he's like you know and the beautiful wife with a beautiful house <laughs> and you're like oh my god what is happening yeah um <laughs> And then, that fucking chorus, dude.
1: Yeah. it. It's a, it's a jam. It's so good. Yeah, and, then, and that's probably why it got, like again, so much radio play. Right. And how it's like, that chorus comes in, and it's all happy. Yeah. And days go by in the water. <laughs> um, one
0: thing that I would like to mention um, is... A huge historical music moment, okay? Happens in 1981. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The year after this album comes out. Music has changed forever, okay? Do you or do you know what this is before uh, I say uh, it? No, but no? I, I'm
1: curious. I, I might know, but I don't know at the top of my head, but okay. go ahead. MTV.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, MTV. Right. So, this song... Is one of those early MTV hit songs. Because the music video is amazing.
1: I haven't seen the music video. It's,
0: it's David Byrne. It's for David Byrnes. <laughs> doing these weird, like, horrible dance moves. And the background is just a white screen. So he's just, like, doing these weird, like, herky-jerky dance moves <laughs> on a white screen. And occasionally it flashes to, like a like uh how do you call it like a like a religious ceremony oh on the white screen it's super it's weird it's very weird um this music video was directed and choreographed by tony basil who is like a world-renowned choreographer she's been on like um what's that sh- that dance show so you think you can dance oh really like yeah she's been like a choreographer on so you think you can dance Damn. but yeah and she was like a like a cheerleader i think at one point huh. but she also has a hit song of her own one of the like my least favorite songs ever <laughs> um, it's mickey oh mickey you're oh so my fine. god you're that's so fine, her mickey. yeah that is weird, alright Yeah, but she's like A super well-known choreographer And she does the Weird choreography to the music to, video To the music video for once in a lifetime Huh And so this like video Made the song popular Because it was like one of those early videos On MTV, like with Duran Duran And like, yeah that kind of thing Okay,
1: that makes sense
0: Right, And so it kind of like Changed a lot um for the talking heads i think
1: yeah because i mean like you know mtv is probably where everyone got all that uh like play and kind of recognition and i'm thinking of i'm blanking on the word but well it's
0: where people like saw music yeah you know what i mean it's very weird like the idea of having music on your tv where you could like watch a music video? Yeah, that's probably strange. Right, and that's strange now because that doesn't happen anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true. Music videos aren't like really a thing anymore. Right, they're all on
0: YouTube now.
1: Yeah, and then it's like okay.
0: Yeah, and you have to go out of your way, to like find.
1: True, unless they're like people. a monumentally like theme breaking or whatever. Yeah, right. I, you know, I, music videos. Okay, who you yeah, know, who cares?
0: Right. Well, and then you know, music videos were so. Controversial, maybe not controversial, but they were so like popular that there's literally a song called "Video Killed the Radio Star." Yeah, about like yeah, I
1: know that song.
0: Right, about like in the eighties, how they were like, "Oh, if you're ugly, you can't be famous now because <laughs> like you're in a music video and you better look good." There. Yeah, you better look good. <laughs> exactly. So once in a lifetime, I think we spent more than enough you yeah, know more than enough time
1: on that song yeah um but oh it's so good yeah so the yeah i guess we'll dive into like the second half
0: yeah this is the second half oh, boy.
1: The second i
0: half. i love it but i don't
1: I, the second half makes me want to cry yeah. like, like it really
0: does like, it's it, it's such a weird
1: roller coaster yeah like uh houses in motion is is where it starts to get weird for me right Houses in Motion has like this old school kind of groove to it but it's not the same groove as like the first four. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, this is this is where we predict the slowing of the album comes. Like right. okay, here it is. This is that weird middle part. And then Seen and Not Seen is the next one. And it's just like wow. And it's actually a spoken word yeah, he is not even trying to sing. No, not at all. No. He's just, let's... Well, the thing was, he never really was in the, the first spot song. Right, and he yeah. Was, he was kind of doing this like rhythmic talking thing, which I was like, really... I, I kind of like. Uh-huh. I, kinda, I, I really don't mind it at yeah. all. Because it's kind of done in a cool way. Uh, there's still singing involved. If there was like no background vocals, uh-huh. and it was just this guy kind of weird talking, then it would be like... Okay, is is this can? Are these vocals? So, You know, right. the the fav, My favorite part of every song
0: is always where the background vocals are. Yeah, I, which I would agree. I think says a lot about kind of the musicianship of everyone else in the band, <laughs> where they could just gotta be like, okay, like this is what we're doing now, and and oh, it's so good. It feels very out of place because when I did listen to those few songs like from the early album like okay. the first album no background vocals really yeah it is like st- like super straightforward like alternative was he, rock. was he still doing like the talky thing
1: um, or was he actually maybe trying to sing it was like a little bit less talky okay so yeah. there was so there was like some attempt to sing but the scene and not scene is where he just doesn't give a fuck yeah he's just like here's this poem and i'm just going to Fucking d- talk this poem over this music. Right.
0: Um, it's so weird. And you almost have to, like, read it to figure out what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Because I would the never way, pick up on it. Yeah. Ever. The way that they um, did the recording and mixing and all that for some of these songs is a little, like, hard to figure out what's going on. It's not like. Um, it's not like old, I'm trying to, like, old, like, DIY music where, like... Okay, it's like,
1: plug, Here, here's the mic, mic, right. the, mic the amp or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like record well, the audio
0: that way. Because sometimes music is, like, really hard to figure out what's going on if the vocals aren't, like, the loudest thing. True. Um, when you're listening to, like, pop music at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's almost how I felt here, where I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah,
1: it is It is bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. It is, this is, yeah. So, like I said, Houses in Motion is like where it gets different. Mm-hmm. But and Not seen is where this is just strange. Yeah. And this is a different vibe. Those two songs, for me, almost,
0: like, break it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It Almost yeah. like, like, it's, and it's five and, it's songs five and six out of eight songs. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't have a lot to go after this. No, you really don't. If I was gonna, if I was like trying to bury a song, I mean, I guess there's nowhere else you would put it.
1: I mean, yeah, but at the same time, the other two songs that finish this album is like, where do you put those? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean, honestly, where do you put the second half of this fucking album? In the second half. In the second half. <laughs> That's the only it's, way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Right. Because, my God. <sighs> yeah. So then, seen and not seen is like this is strange. <sighs> Listening wind. I know we mentioned this already.
0: I okay. I know this song is weird as heck. But oh, God. I actually like this song.
1: I I do too. But like I said, I like the. The, the the musicianship of the song because I like um, there's like that underlying sort of rhythmic beat going on and then like this the bass is like doing this kind of sliding line where uh-huh. it does like this yeah. yeah and I was like man this creates a really and cool this vibe is,
0: this is the one also that starts off with the like steel drum yeah thing and it's like like you still like the African moments kind of went away yeah, for, a little, for bit, a little bit but this song is like okay we're bringing this it this is back. where it
1: comes back and yeah. wow i mean the when i listened to it the first time again no vocals or no not having the vocals in front of me reading them i was like okay this is a, a interesting vibe song but i i was like man i really like this song right I was it's... like yeah I, I wasn't paying attention to what they were saying and I was like, "Oh man, this is, this is a really cool song. Like, you got a really cool thing going on here. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to those vocals, it like, it like kills you."
0: Yeah, and I'm. It's so interesting because we didn't really talk about like vocal meanings too much. No, with the other episodes that we've done so far, but you you have to. You can't escape it.
1: You can't glance over it. I mean, there's there's a to to vaguely wrap up up until listening wind mm-hmm. you had some identity crisis songs there was some some government yeah like,
0: like we don't like it right songs. like like the working class like going against the government yeah and being like hey it's not my fault everything is bad you're the government yeah Please help.
1: and then this one comes on where it vivid, it, it doesn't create any sort of metaphor. Or or anything like that. It literally tells you a, a, a story about a guy who like w- wants to bomb this colonist. Or yeah, know.
0: it's yeah, it's about like a Native American. Yeah, who is like wanting to destroy the colonists. Yeah, just destroy, yeah.
1: dis- destroy people who are like taking over his land. And the funny thing is, as cryptic as and and dark as that is, you kind of feel for it. 'Cause it's like dude, this stuff is true.
0: Right. But imagine imagine so right now, at this period of time, we have a lot of political change going on. We yeah, have a lot this is of the eighties. Right. Well oh, no, boy. <laughs> yeah, even well now people are more self aware than ever right. of like you know, maybe I guess what's going on or maybe what right, happened. Right. And like what actually happened and kind of feeling bad. Like, I think this is the first time maybe in history
1: that people are, like, starting to feel bad. Yeah, feel bad for, for, for I guess, our history. And that's what happened to me, too. Like, I felt bad. Right. But in, in reality, you and I and anyone who listens to this podcast, they, we can, we aren't in a power to, like, do either anything about it or we weren't there when this shit was going on. Right, And so especially, like,
0: in the 80s, A band being like, (laughs) hey, America, like, like, you know, citizens of the United States, like. Some shit is not okay. Right. That happened. Right. Like, like like the government did bad things. And here's a song about it. Feel bad.
1: Yeah. And and you really do. But uh, again, it was just more of like the helplessness because it was like, again, it was just like, I am not really in a power to, to either write this wrong or redo it or mm-hmm. redo history. I mean, it, it happened and and that's why it made me feel so just small. <laughs> I don't think I have ever been more afraid of listening to another song ever in my life, mm-hmm. listening to music than this song. Like I don't want to listen to it any anymore. Like I'm yeah. afraid of the song. It's... That's amazing. Like, it that is, like, music can make you feel
0: like you are not even a person.
1: No. It, it was just like, man, God, it, it did not make me feel great. Yeah. I did not like how it made me feel after. Right. Well, after after reading the lyrics. Yeah. Because, uh, again, I listened to it the first time without the paying attention to the I, I
0: listened to this a lot of times without looking lyrics up.
1: Yeah, and it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a cool song, <laughs> right? And and the chorus of the song is so good. It, oh, man, the like song it, is good, but I don't want to listen to it ever again. Oh just my god! Wrapping wrapping up this uh, this
0: song, Um, I'm not performed live very much. I, c- I couldn't <laughs> imagine why. Yeah, so You know, there's a another quote um, from David Byrne, and the quote starts with. I don't know if I could get away with performing this live anymore. Yeah, no way. And, and he's talking about, you know, there's like aspects of America, of the United States that people don't like, which is totally true. Valid, fair and valid. Right. And yeah. But he also says that a lot of people don't think that. And they think that the United States is the
1: best country of all time. Yeah, I did. I did read that also. Yeah, and, and I think that's maybe where the fear comes in. It's like that's the scary part. Right. How like people don't acknowledge that our past isn't a rainbow mm-hmm. and isn't the shining, you know, beacon of hope that you think it is. Because boy, were there some fucked up things that happened to get us to where we are. Right. And that's sort of the real scary thing also about it. hmm Yeah. God. I mean, I... Okay, last thing I'm going to say about the song is, like, if you haven't ever listened to it, listen to it once, and then never listen to it ever again. Yeah. Because it's a time.
0: <sighs> wow. That's yeah. That's some,
1: some deep stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess... Uh, more, more to album structure, before we get into the last song. Mm-hmm. We we mentioned how the album structure up until this point was like um, beginning, middle, climax slash ending, and I feel like that song is kind of the climax. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just not the loudest song. No, it definitely isn't the loudest, but it's you know. certainly the most the 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 part in the album where like it's really it, this really stands out, mm-hmm. and this really you know is trying to get a point across right and so that's kind of how i maybe think that this album was structured
0: yeah and then the last song the overload yeah
1: this is just where it's weird
0: yeah it's a um, um this i mean i could almost this is not a song that i remember honestly no
1: it's a very forgettable. Song To say the least Yeah From From what I heard That they were trying To make a Joy Division song Without listening to Joy Division Right Yeah I, Same They were just like Ambient sound With With uh, Lyrics Right Or some sort of Speech of some kind
0: Right And there's like No hook At all No So it just sounds
1: Like you're waiting For Like The hook moment And it never happens no. And then the album ends It's, it's kind of just a a jumble of noise that make a song, Right. like it's kind of a song in the bare definition of a song, uh-huh. and it's kind of weird. Yeah. And it, this song also kind of made me feel sad. Yeah, I mean, it made me. First of all, listening when after that, I was like, okay, I want to yeah, get out of after, this album. After that, I was like, I don't need anything else. Yeah, but then like this song comes on, uh-huh. and I basically got that we were like all, kind of all in important, right? And like regardless of how we live our lives. Like, now go yeah. and like do something. It's like it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so, very, very weird. And so that's how the album wraps up. And and I remember like I finished my notes. I, I took off my headphones and I'm like, I need to do something or listen to something that completely changes my mood. Right.
0: I guess, <laughs> yeah. I I only could got the chance to listen to this like once or twice all the way through. I was listening to like songs after that. Yeah. Like just to make sure I knew what yeah. I was talking yeah, about, like, right? Yeah, like spot checked a few things. Right, right.
1: Um, God.
0: I couldn't imagine like <laughs> listening to this all the way through all the time. That would be exhausting. I, I
1: don't know. There's probably a person out there who does. Here's the thing. <laughs> I do really like
0: it. Um, as a unit, I think this album is really good. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: okay. I'll give it that.
0: It's it's a lot of, like, artsy stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. So this. So I agree with you there. Like, the appreciation from my aspect, or from my point of view of this album, comes from the fact that there's some fantastic musicianship yeah. in this album. 100%. There's, like, a few guitar
0: solos... That are pretty rad.
1: There are some uh, g- amazing guitar solos uh-huh. that that are... There's, I think it's uh, 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 maybe the first one. Yeah, um, where it sounds like a an, telephone. Yeah, like, it sounds like... B- 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 yeah, it sounds like beeps and boops and things like that. And I'm uh-huh. like, that is really cool. Like, in in where you can get an instrument to not sound like that instrument, that is pretty cool. And if you can pull it off in a song that's awesome it sounds so not
0: like a guitar that i looked up what instrument it was <laughs> turns out it's a guitar Turns out they fooled you yeah they fooled me um <laughs> there's another one another guitar solo and i don't remember what song it's on honestly um but the guitar sound is completely different and i thought that was like very cool to hear a guitar like two guitar solos maybe played by the same person but they sound completely different like the the texture of his tone is like yeah. unbelievable um,
1: yeah the the, the, the the music without lyrics you know diving into lyrics is just really good and yeah. so i do have to give it merit for that but when you but when you look at a song there are lyrics involved and when you kind of look at it from that that aspect this album is like so draining. Yeah. And so I I, I will admit it's a good, it's a good album. And I, you know, like that we listen to it, but I don't think I could ever listen to honestly, any of these songs again and not feel, and not feel weird about and it. And not feel weird or depressed about it. <laughs> right. You know, when once in a lifetime comes on now, I'm not going to think of it the same way anymore. I'm going to be like, I don't want to listen to this <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of weird
0: yeah
1: this is it
0: It takes a turn emotionally because there's so many things going on in some of these songs there's so many like bongo parts and there's like like fast drumming in the beat like first half yeah. and and there's a U2 guitar that I'm like that sounds like, exactly yeah, like a U2 does. song it does um you know it just reminds me of the like the with or without you guitar. Um, And I don't remember what song it is. I think it might be... It may be Listening Wind. I don't know. Um, Or one of the songs right before it. Um, But... I think as... Man. I almost wish that I didn't listen to it so intently. Because now I understand what you're saying. Where it's like this thing. Like this group of songs that I liked... And now I've listened to it with, like, an analytical brain. Yeah,
1: full, you know, immersion. Right. You know. It's a mess. It's... Like, an, an emotional mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's something else. On To be honest, after I listened to it, you know what I did? Hmm. It's... I listened to the album of our second episode. <laughs> <laughs> go watch that second yeah, episode. Yeah, go go listen you, to the second
0: episode. If you want to know more about that.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, that's completely different. I put that album on. Like, this will get me out of this funk mm-hmm. because I don't want to be here. Yeah. And, again, I, I recommend it in the fact that you listen to it once with full intent and then never listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts? Um, that's probably it, you know? <laughs> just, just, like, um... I don't I'm curious to see that the rest of that flow chart that you mentioned in the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm curious to see how many of those will actually do. Because yeah. uh, you know, I, I would imagine because of like our parents and shit, there's a lot of like eighties music that we don't know mm-hmm. and we do know. Right. So we'll probably like do a few more of that era of albums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you haven't listened to this album, and if you know once in a lifetime. If you don't want to ruin once in a lifetime, don't listen to the album. I I, I, feel, I kind of, I honestly, kind of feel that way. Mm-hmm. And this album was enlightening, different, strange, and honestly, just kind of a one-time thing for me. I I could not do this again. Right. I could not. Man, and it's that's, that's kind of what I, I I've really wrapped up about it. Mm-hmm yeah
0: if you are a music nerd <laughs> and you are really into music you should listen to this yeah once. okay agreed,
1: agreed um
0: if you are a casual music fan listen to once in a lifetime and be done yeah because that's the only song that you will probably need um man it was such a change from very, what i'm used to listening very to. very different for sure it's such a like it's it's it feels like work if you're gonna like listen to it yeah. like, like and try and figure out everything that's going on if you really want to get into it just pull up genius with yeah. the lyrics and mm-hmm. um go through it that have way. at it yeah because <laughs>
1: there's a lot to
0: unfold there <laughs> right so listen to it once um yeah, and maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I do really like it. Maybe it's just because I'm, like, into it. Maybe I'm, like, here <laughs> for the sad vibes. I don't know. I, I don't um, like the sad vibes, man. Get me out of them. Yeah, if you need something that'll, like, make you think. Okay, yeah. I, I agree on that. Mm-hmm. It, it'll definitely make you think. So, before we sign off, um, we are on social media now. Yes, we are. Which is Sick um follow us on instagram our instagram is the album hour podcast hell yeah uh we have a facebook page same thing the album hour podcast um that's what we've got for right now so by the time this episode comes out it'll be like a few weeks from now Hmm. we are getting ready to launch the first episode yeah we are so people from the future Thank you for listening. Yeah, that's great that you kept listening. (laughs) I love it. So we will see you next time. Um, Thanks. Bye.
1: Later.